Hello, and welcome to another episode of Education. I am Brando. And I'm Mia. All right. And today, we are going to be talking about Roe versus Wade. Yeah. It, which is super touchy, so I do want to preface this with, if like you are uncomfortable with this particular episode, please feel free to skip this one, come back and see us next week, because uh, I know it is a very sensitive topic yes. and still a very sore subject for a lot of people, too, yes. um, with you know the most recent events yes. of it being overturned. Also, um, I would also like to uh, give a disclaimer that um, as a man, uh, that... I I really wanted this episode to I really wanted to give the amplification to Mia as a woman um, who is can be affected by this. Like I'm like I obviously I can't become pregnant. Um, so I really wanted this to be a space for uh, a safe space for you to advocate and to express how you feel about. Um, not only the historical part of what we're going to be talking about today, but just like how you feel about it. Um, and I will still be obviously speaking in this episode and giving input, but I really just wanted this to be a platform yeah. um, like where you can give your perspective because I think that that's what's most important to you. Well, thank you. That's Welcome. a nice preface. I didn't know who's going to do that. But yeah, um, yeah so today's going to be a difficult one. Um, a little different, I feel like, approach than what we typically do here. Um, but I do think it's important to talk about. So let's just get into it, man. Okay. So January 22nd, 1973, that is, um, the origin date of Roe v. Wade when we get it solidified or codified, um, into law. Um, so I want to talk about the background of one before Roe v. Wade and two, the actual case of Roe v. Wade. Um, so before we have Roe v. Wade, uh, essentially what we have women doing to terminate pregnancies that they do not want or are life-threatening to them is they were using what we call the hanger method, which is basically taking a hanger, handling your business to get the baby out of you. Or they would take abortion drugs. Um, these were very dangerous drugs. Um, obviously, the hanger method was incredibly dangerous. So it was very difficult for a woman to terminate a pregnancy and come out unscathed and come out um, in a place that was better than before. Um, so what we see happen over time is we obviously transition into a few states allowing um, women to have abortions, uh, typically more liberal states. And I believe like the first place um, to actually legalize abortion was Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so we start moving into this age of we're seeing like a few states that are picking up and actually green lighting abortion. Um, but at that particular time, a lot of it was... Um, very strict laws, so they were very um, particular about like what week you could terminate a pregnancy, and I believe at the time you had a shorter window, so I believe it was like the first 10 weeks or something like that, which is crazy because a lot of time a lot of women don't even know. Right. Um, but you also um, had medical abortions. Those were really big at that particular time, so you couldn't get an abortion unless it was a medical issue that had to obviously be approved by your doctor, things like that. Um which again brings us to 1973 Roe v. Wade. So um, what we actually have happen is we have Jane Roe, who is um, a woman, the woman that is the focal point of this uh, particular case. She took on um, this name because she didn't want to be um, known to the public, which absolutely fair for that particular time. But her actual name was Norma McCorm McCorvey. 
McCorvey. It's C-O-R-B-E-Y. Um, so Number McCorvey lived in uh, Texas, the poor, poor United States. Bless all of our hearts. Um, and prior to the actual pregnancy that um, brought along the case of Roe v. Wade, she had had two children already right. that she had given up um, and put into foster care. Okay. And she, her claim was that she came from an impoverished neighborhood. Um, like her parents didn't have a lot. She didn't have a lot. And she knew that she could not take care of a kid. Right. Okay. She knew from jump and obviously she had already given away two kids that having a child was not in her best interest. She didn't want the child because she knew she couldn't take care of the child. Um, so she wanted an abortion. And unfortunately it was not legal in Texas at the time. And so what she ends up doing is she tries to go to another state to get it, but she doesn't have the money, doesn't have the funds. And so one of her friends directs her to an attorney. Mm -hmm. Um, This attorney is obviously the bee's knees, takes this damn case all the way to the Supreme Court. And that is where we get Roe v. Wade. Um, The argument of Roe v. Wade um, going into the courts was obviously whether it was a termination of life or whether it was a woman's right to choose. Um, And what we see happen is they actually... um, uh, make reference to the 14th Amendment. Um, so a woman's right to privacy, basically the right to choose whether she wants to have an abortion and what goes on with her body is what they indicated. And we get Roe v. Wade. And that was the statute for upwards of 20 years until obviously we saw that overturn um, within this year. Which, In which, 2022. Yeah. So and if you don't know that case, it's Dobbs versus... Um, the Jackson Women's Health Organization, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I want to clarify also that, so abortion is still technically legal. There are just a lot of stipulations on it. Right. Um, so what they say now is you can only terminate up to 15 weeks of pregnancy, I believe. Um, and then anything after that has to be a medical emergency. But prior to that, it was 24 weeks. Um, and then I believe, you could have like approval from a doctor to do so. Uh, but now the statute is 15 weeks. And again, um, it just creates a very short window for women to what, be able to um, have abortions. What do they consider? Like, I don't, I have an issue with the verbiage of uh, medical emergency. Right. Because that's really left at the discretion of um, like whoever you're receiving your health care. And I mean, when we look at health healthcare, it's obviously not equitable for black and brown people versus white people. So, um, you know, there are so many times and I've heard so many stories in particular about black women who have had told their doctor something is not right. right. And their doctor has, um, you know, blown it off, you know, or said like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Or, you know, just not accepted like that people who can actually know their bodies and know that something is wrong or something is off. And, um, you know, unfortunately that's caused loss of life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just kind of like makes me very uneasy for the law to not be, to be, there's so much gray area by saying, yeah, absolutely. By saying medical emergency. Yeah, I I think so as well. And I also want to make a clarification point. I said 15 weeks, but it actually made me 10. Um, so I don't want to double down on that and not be for certain for certain. So Mm. y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I know you will. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Which is why what we've actually seen, um, which I guess is a good sign in theory, 
Um, but we've seen a lot of people actually, uh, the lower courts specifically come back and be like, actually, that's some bullshit. And we're not upholding that. Like a lot of the lower courts below the Supreme Court. So like federal state courts, uh, things like that. Excuse me, federal state courts. That's not <laughs> state uh, courts that are saying like, hey, we're not upholding this because this actually doesn't make any sense. Like, right. This is not 1910 where we tell women what to do with their body. Like, you know, so I think with something like Roe v. Wade, even I have a different experience with it because I am a masculine presenting woman. I don't plan to carry children. I do not want to carry children. It is not something that I desire to do at all. But that doesn't keep me from the possibility of being raped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That doesn't keep me from... Um, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know what I'm saying? And having something like that happen to me and being impregnated and then there's nothing that I can do about it but carry this baby to term. You know, so I do think that for a man, and not all men, I know that, but like a man specifically, they don't really understand that fear of like, this is a serious possibility that could happen to me. And I I do know that men experience sexual harassment and rape, um, you know, at the same rate, if not more than women, I don't know the stats on that, but I think that it's, it's just different, you know, and not saying different in a good way, a better way or anything like that. It just is, um, you know, as a person who does have a vagina, it's just a, a different experience. And especially knowing, like, I've known my whole life that the government don't really give a fuck about me, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm gay, but it's just like, when you have situations like this that really solidify that they don't give a fuck about you, it's just very disheartening because, you know, where else can we go? Like, we've all lived our whole lives here. We all have made lives here. You know, this is all I know. I don't know anything else. And they've spread hate so much. I don't even know where I could go to feel safe and feel like, you know, this is a place where I can flourish. I can live my life here because it's just so... There's so much going on, you know. So Roe v. Wade was a very difficult time for me. And I always go back to, like, Roe v. Wade and Trump being elected into office were, like, two days that I remember just, like, when I got the news, I cried. Because, like, the night that Trump was elected, I remember I actually fell asleep before they uh, released the results. And so I woke up to the news. And my mom had tried to call me, and I missed her call. And it was my uncle who actually, his text got to me first. And he was like don't be upset. You're still going to have a great day. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And I just remember, I didn't even have to go look at the news to know. Like I just knew immediately. And the same thing happened with Roe v. Wade. One of my um, really good friends texted me and was like, they overturned it. Like, I can't fucking believe that. And like, I didn't even have to go check the news because I immediately knew, you know, what she was talking about. And I just, I didn't even know that this was a a thing. Like I was, I was in the airport. Uh, I was, um, Coming back from New Orleans, mm. and uh, I wasn't like on my phone because I was like, I think I was like, I was sleeping because mm. I had like a long layover, and then I just woke up because this woman beside me was boo-hoo-hoo crying, and I'm looking at her like, "Girl, what's wrong with you?" Right. And then like I just like looked around and like I like it was just like. I don't know. It was just like something out of a movie because it was just like almost like you saw particularly women like just looking like what the fuck. Yeah. And so like I like I immediately I was just like I don't know what's happening but 
I know that something has yeah. to have been happening. I thought initially something had happened maybe in the airport in right, particular. Yeah. But um, then I overheard a conversation. And, like, it's just still didn't process for me. Like, even though, like, like I'm not directly affected by mm-hmm. this. Like, when I read it, I was like, what? Like, Because it just doesn't make sense. Like, what do you I don't know. Like, it was just like, what? Yeah. And then just even, like social media like just like I had to remove myself for a couple of days because like I can imagine like what that's like you know already feeling like this and feeling you know helpless and hopeless and then having to see think pieces about why your stance is wrong about this from people who are um pro-life and it's just like (sighs) I just don't get it my thing is like it all breaks down to like if you personally don't feel like abortion is right, then that is fine for you. For you. For, for you. you. And as a man, you really don't I have don't give like, a fuck about man. Yeah, like you don't, have I don't give any a kind single of opinion. fuck. But actually. if you are a woman who does not believe in abortion, then that's fine. You care if you become pregnant then you carry your child to term. And I think, so, one, that, just that time in general was so difficult for me because you did have so many, like, women that you really didn't know were pro-life that were coming out on the TL, like, yeah, guys, we won. And it was like, and you know, a lot of them were white girls just being transparent. But these are girls I grew up with, like girls I played softball with my whole life. You know what I mean? And I'm seeing them like one of the girls that I followed was at a rally with like a pro-life sign. I was like, yeah, fuck no. Like, so it was just like stuff like that. That was just so overwhelming at that particular time. But like, I just don't understand how you can't stay in your own fucking lane. Me personally, I don't think that I would ever be able to go through with an abortion. And that's just hypothetically speaking, because I've never been put in that situation and I'm not going to say what I'm never going to do. But I don't think hypothetically that I could go through with an abortion. But that's me. That is me. If my homegirl decides she don't want that damn baby, guess who's going to drive her? Period. You feel me? If somebody was harmed and ends up pregnant, guess who can get in the Jeep? And I'm going to roll them right to the clinic. And that was the wildest part about all of this to me because I like the first thing I thought about, what happens when... Like a woman is sexually assaulted or raped, and Tough she tip, like, and they're saying that she, they need to st- excuse me. Yep, that was just so mind blowing to me. And and I think another thing for me was like so many men that had opinions, and it was just like, yo, I don't even give a fuck about the men that are outraged right now. Everybody can shut the fuck up, right? Because my biggest issue is nobody had nothing to say before. Nobody had nothing to say before. We're leading up to this. I saw so many women on my TL, on TikTok, talking about this case. Like, leading up to it, y'all, this is what's going on. This is the breakdown of what happened in court today. Like, all of these things, men are silent. And then, you know, news breaking out, all of a sudden, everybody's just so outraged. Yeah, and I have to, and and to be completely transparent, like, I I have male privilege in the situation that I I didn't know anything about this. So, yes, while I am outraged now, of course, um, it's just like, I, 
this wasn't something that had crossed my radar. Uh, like like you said earlier in the episode, this is not something that I have to think about. Yeah. You know, this is not something that is going to personally affect me. So with that being said, what, what do you feel like are some ways that men, black men, I'll say in particular, um, can show uh, their support or be there for black women? Like what? what Quite literally. Like what do you want us to do? Listen. Okay. Like, fucking listen. Mm-hmm. Don't try to give your opinion. Mm-hmm. We don't give a fuck. Listen and do what we say. Like, when we tell y'all to call these congressmen, fucking do it. When we tell y'all to send these text messages and write an email to Congress and do all these things, fucking do it. Because that's literally the only way we're going to get some shit like this overturned. It takes the long haul work. You know what I mean? Everybody want to be outraged for a minute. But I mean... That's the same type of trend you see even with like the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, something tragic happens and it's this big thing for like a week and then everybody moves on. Like women don't get to move on. So yeah, this is about to be at the forefront of all of our minds until we get this shit fixed. And also I challenge so many, so many people to think about the ramifications of this. Like the 14th Amendment is a reconstruction amendment. If they can utilize this amendment to overturn something like Roe v. Wade, you're a fucking idiot if you don't think that they will use it to do other things. Like, they're already talking about Loving versus Virginia. Like, there's just so many things, like, and on their docket for, I believe they reconvened in September, on their docket in September, and excuse my mind, but I can't think of the particular case name, um, gay marriage is up. You know? And there are so many specifically white gay men that are like oh my god now they you didn't give a fuck when it was us like obviously i give a fuck i'm a gay woman so like i'm gonna do the work but fuck y'all it makes it so hard to be somebody that is active and doing things because like sometimes i really don't be wanting to support niggas like i'm not no bullshit like if i could take a, a step back and watch the world fucking crumble without women specifically black women i fucking would but we can't do that because everybody's going to let it fucking crumble. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. We always got to do legwork and it fucking sucks. Fucking sucks. And then we the ones that get bitten in the ass. That's just so crazy to me. This world would not move, spin, or do shit without fucking women. And every chance anybody fucking gets, they spit in our goddamn face. And that shit pisses me the fuck off. There would be no life without women. It just, it, it blows my fucking mind. I can't even, no. But yeah, shut the fuck up and listen sometimes. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. I could go all day. I just, it's just so frustrating. And I don't understand the mindset of women who are like, yeah, it's a big win for us. Like, you cannot be that fucking dense. Or men that are like, oh, well, now we got to worry about shooting up the club. Oh my God, go to hell. Yeah. I, I just. Now's the time for your jokey jokes. That's what you thought. <laughs> You thought niggas was laughing. I really was like, I'm telling you, I had to get off of social media for a few days because they were blowing my mind with how insensitive and stupid so many people were. Yeah. But I don't know. Roe v. Wade was a, a that was a hard one for me. Um, I appreciate but, you uh, doing this episode. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Sorry if it was like a trigger or anything I like that. Oh, like the fuss. It's okay. I know, but I just really wanted to give you a hug, man. I feel like a lot of women, though, 
one, not that it's a great thing, but a lot of women are used to it. And two, I think that being a woman in general, especially like a black woman, being raised, you don't have time to sit and stew in your bullshit. Yeah. You got to pack that shit up and keep it pushing. And I think that's where a lot of women are now. It's like, okay, what do we do next to either not make this wor- worse or get this overturned? You know what I'm saying? So um, I want to take a second to one, shout out all the activists that get to be on the street doing the legwork every day. Um, I unfortunately don't have the time or availability to do things like that, but I am doing all I can. And if anybody has additional resources, I know there are a ton of websites that you can go and pledge your support to. Um, you can send emails, you can send text messages, um, just to, you know, get them to try to bring this back on the docket so we can see this, um, brought back up to the Supreme court. I know a lot of the lower courts are fighting it. So I'm really hoping that it'll be something that, um, ramps back up and doesn't die down that people kind of forget about until something terrible happens, you know? Um, but yeah, do the work that you can. If you see a petition, sign it. If you want to pick up the phone, yell and talk to the congressman, do that too. You know what I'm saying? Tell Joe Biden to fucking handle this business. Kamala, you too. Like, you know what I'm saying? And also shout out to a lot of, um, the governors that signed in the temporary, uh, waivers that allowed women to continue to get abortions. Um, that was super dope, but not something that I thought would happen. So shout out to them for that too. Uh, even though you did the bare minimum, but we will take it. And that is our episode on Roe v. Wade. All right. Mm-hmm. I am Brando. And I'm Mia. All right. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.